section eighteen of the white wolf and other fireside tales this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by kate fallis the white wolf and other fireside tales by sir arthur thomas quiller couch cox versus prettyman we are not litigious in troy and we obey the laws of england cheerfully if we sometimes claim to interpret them in our own way i leave others to determine whether the chief constable's decision that one policeman amply suffices for us be an effect or a cause but certain it is that we rarely trouble any court and almost never that of a size this accounts in part for the popular interest awakened by the suit of cox versus prettyman heard a few days ago at the bodmin assizes i say in part because the case presented as the newspapers phrase it some unusual features and differed noticeably from the ordinary action for breach of promise no harm in that you will say indeed no and we should have regarded it as no more than our due but for an apprehension that the conduct alleged against the defendant concerned us all by compromising the good name of our town at any rate last wednesday found the streets full of citizens hurrying to the railway station and throughout the morning our station master had difficulty in handling the traffic the journey to bodmin is not a long one as the crow flies but as our carpenter mr handsomebody put it we are not crows and that being the case naturally resent being packed sixteen in a compartment mr handsomebody taxed the great western company with lack of foresight in not running excursion trains and appealed to me to support his complaint i argued with the general approval of our fellow-travellers that there was something heartless in the idea of an excursion to listen to the recital of a woman's wrongs especially of miss cox's whom we had known so long and esteemed driven from this position mr handsomebody took a fresh stand on the superiority of the old broad-gauge carriages and this since it raised no personal question we discussed in very good humour while we unpacked and ate our luncheons in the midst of our meal a lady at the far end of the compartment heaved a sigh and ejaculated poor thing which at once set us off discussing the case anew we agreed that such conduct as prettyman's was fortunately rare amongst us we tried to disclaim him no easy matter since his father and mother had been natives of troy and he had spent all his life in our midst the lady in the corner challenged mr handsomebody to deny that our town was deteriorating the rising generation more mischievous than its parents and given to mitching from school and cigarette smoking if not to worse 
now this was a really damaging attack for mr hansombody not only presides over our school board but has a son in the tobacco business he met it magnificently he would dismiss he said the cigarette question as one upon which heaven knew with how little justice he might be suspected of private bias but on the question of truancy he had something to say and he would say it to begin with he would admit that the children in troy played truant the percentage of school attendance was abnormally low yes he admitted the fact and thanked the lady for having called attention to it since it bore upon the subject now uppermost in our minds he had here and he drew from his pocket a magazine article some statistics to which he would invite our attention they showed the average school attendance in cornwall to be lower than in any county of england or wales but and mr hansombody raised his forefinger the same statistician in the very same paper proves the average of criminal prosecutions in cornwall to be the lowest in england and wales and you infer i began as he paused triumphantly i infer nothing sir i leave the inference to be drawn by our faddists in education and i only hope they'll enjoy it well apart from its bearing on mr hansombody's position as chairman of our board which we forbore to examine this discovery consoled us somewhat and amused us a great deal until we reached bodmin when we hurried at once to the assize court i have said that the action cox versus prettyman was for damages for breach of promise of marriage both parties are natives and parishioners of fowey and attend the same place of worship the plaintiff miss rebecca cox earns her living as a dressmaker's assistant the defendant is our watchmaker and opened a shop of his own but a few months before approaching miss cox with proposals of marriage this was fifteen years ago i may mention that some kind of counterclaim was put in for goods delivered the goods in question being a musical box and sundry small articles for parlour amusement such as a solitaire tray two packs of patience cards a race game and the like but the defendant did not allege that these had been sent or accepted as whole or partial quittance of his contract to marry and i can only suppose that he pleaded them in mitigation of damages miss cox asked for one hundred and fifty pounds her evidence was given in quiet but resolute tones and for some time disclosed nothing sensational the circumstances in which mr prettyman had sued for and obtained the promise of her hand differed in no important particular from those which ordinarily attend the fiancées of respectable young persons in troy and for twelve years his courtship ran an even course after this asserted miss cox his attentions cooled he was friendly and kind enough when we met and still talked of enlarging his shop-front and marrying in the near future but his visits were not frequent enough to be called courting of late though living in the same street 
she had only seen him on sundays and even so he would be occupied almost all the day and evening with services sunday school prayer meetings and occasional addresses at length she taxed him with indifference and finding his excuses unsatisfactory was persuaded by her friends to bring the present action she liked the man well enough but for the last two or three years his heart hadn't been in it he didn't do any proper courting defendant's counsel a young man attempted in cross-examination to lead miss cox to reveal herself as an exacting young woman do you assert that at length you came to see nothing of defendant during the week only through the shop window as i went by to my work and of late when he saw me coming he would screw a magnifying glass in his eye and pretend to be busy with his watchmaking i believe he did it to avoid looking at me and also because i couldn't bear him with his face screwed up it makes such a difference to his appearance gently gently miss cox you must not give us your mere suppositions now did he never pay you a visit or take you for a walk say on wednesdays that would be early closing day i believe never for the last three years sir after he became a freemason wednesdays was lodge night well then on saturday after shop hours yes he used to come on saturdays till he was made a forester the foresters meet every saturday evening mondays then or tuesdays we haven't exhausted the week yet miss cox no sir mondays he was a recobite and went to tent tuesdays he would be an ancient druid gently on mondays you say he was a recobite and went to tent what is a recobite and what does he do in a tent plaintiff dissolving in tears oh sir if i only knew here the judge interposed a recobite he believed went to a tent or habitation for the purpose among others of abstaining from alcoholic drinks plaintiff briskly but my lord you wouldn't call that proper courting defendant's counsel had taken this opportunity to resume his seat but counsel for the plaintiff now arose with a smile to re-examine did mr prettyman walk out with you on thursday evenings oh no sir on thursday evenings mr prettyman was an odd fellow i think we have only to account for fridays said his lordship after consulting his notes on fridays my lord mr prettyman was an ancient buffalo an ancient buffalo yes my lord sobbing i don't know what it means but that was the last straw the first question for the jury to determine said his lordship a little later is whether an affianced young woman as such has a right to expect from her betrothed such attentions as may reasonably be taken as earnest of his desire to fulfil his contract within a reasonable time in the present instance the fact that the contract was made does not stand in doubt 
it is not disputed now arises a second question can a man who is on weekdays a freemason a rechabite an odd fellow a forester an ancient druid and an ancient buffalo and on sundays as i gather a yarmouth bloater plymouth brother my lord plaintiff's counsel corrected i beg your pardon a plymouth brother i say can a man who after his betrothal voluntarily preoccupies himself with these multifarious functions be held i will not say to have disqualified himself for that willing exchange of confidence which is the surest guarantee of lasting happiness between man and wife but to have raised such obstacles to the fulfilment of the original contract as reasonably warrant the accusation of malafides well the jury held that he could for without troubling to leave the box they gave their verdict for the plaintiff and assessed the damages at one hundred pounds towards the close of the case we all felt ashamed of prettyman his defence had been weak it struck us as almost derisory and mr hansombody agreed with me in a whisper that under similar circumstances he or i could have made a better fight for it the fellow had shown no sport we blushed for our town but troy has a knack of winning its races on the post judgment as the phrase goes was on the point of being entered accordingly when the defendant looked up towards the bench with a sudden happy smile here wait a minute he said i have a question to put to his lordship eh said the judge certainly what is it i want to know my lord if i can claim the benefit of the first offenders act the train on the return journey was worse crowded than ever but nobody minded for we had managed to give plaintiff and defendant a compartment to themselves. End of section 18